The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 miles. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, how about Hello and welcome to the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? What's going on? It's the end of the year, so it's going to be a lot less wrestling and more, I don't know. <laughs> more reviews. But it's only more one week, though, because we got day one next week. Oh, yeah, but day one is a Raw show. It's not mm-hmm. a, a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they're going to try to make it a special Raw. Oh, it's, it's not a premium live event? Nope. And they, they didn't do that this year. Well, mm-hmm. The past two years, rather. Yeah, because they get more value out of putting it on TV if they can feed it in. Or they, they can book the, it right. Put those commercials in there. It's gonna be, and plus, it's a good thing because like it's not gonna be any college football that day. All the college football is gonna be on Sunday on the New Year's Eve. So, mm. yeah, in a good spot. They may have it some NFL. Yeah, that may be the only thing, but those games might not mean much though. It might not be too many interesting games on that day on that. No, because it'll be we, a Monday night. It might be the last, but you know that's the last week of the season, so they usually don't do a Monday night game then. Right. No, but um, it yeah, but little little flicks anything. It's, it's not like no. I was going to tell you because they was trying to get the Ravens and Dolphins game flexed to like Sunday night. And so the NFL said, no, we're going to keep Ravens, Dolphins at one, and we will keep the the the, the, um, the, the schedule as it is. <laughs> it was like, because um, the NFL chick, she was like, my prayer has been answered because nobody wants to be, <laughs> nobody wants to be in downtown Baltimore dealing with all that craziness. <laughs> all that craziness. Dang. Going towards, I'm telling you, be crazy down that time. And so the might wants to be leaving, leaving the Ravens game on a Sunday night, going home and dealing with the New Year's Eve crowd. Hell no. That's oh, yeah. madness. Yeah, yeah. That would be a bad convergence right there. Oh, there was something I was going to mention during the dark match, but it's all right. And that other voice you guys hear, y'all know him as Mr. Samuel Kalunga, the Raw cast correspondent himself. So he's back again with us for uh, to give us his thoughts on Monday Night Raw, his expertise. What's up, Sam? And if we have enough time later, I can uh, I can break down some episodes in New York Undercover. <laughs> Is that on the Tubi? No, I was I was looking at it on Peacock since I got that. Oh, oh yeah, it is on Peacock. It's on. It's, it's a lot of show. They got a lot of shows on Tubi and um, the other one, Pluto, as well too. I, I'm just gonna say, like, I watched this like when I was like, you know, when it was coming out, 
And I was like 14, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. I did not notice how ridiculous this was. Yes. None of, none of this stuff would fly in real life. <laughs> they had the nerve to want the contract that they wanted too. So. Yeah. You know what the worst part is? Like, if you convince me that, like, the backstory to this was they found two random dudes and gave them badges and said, go be cops, I would completely believe it. Because, mm. like, they, these guys just act, they don't act like they're people who know the law. Like, yo, you can't be doing that. That's, that's, that's not legal, dude, what you just did. <laughs> but it's the precursor to training day, dog. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess they weren't people thinking people would catch stuff like that back then. I don't know. Well, you know, I guess people may or not be in this uh, scrutinating and everything is tight. <laughs> Right, because I kept on doing the uh, the old Leo meme the whole time, just jumping up and pointing at the TV like, wait. <laughs> However, I will say, though, the music is on point. And then I saw who, and you know why? Because the executive producer is Andre Herrera. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that's why That's why they got the black sheep on here. Right. Yeah. Well, oh, they're putting, uh, putting cut close on, on, cut close on, the, on, the, back, on the background. No wonder you were cut close. Or, yeah, we're always so tight. Andre for real. And then they moved the show from Harlem to Manhattan, and then it was off the air. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what it was? It like they were just asking for big contracts, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, they wanted contract way on right on." They wanted, wanted money, and the next thing you know, characters got got started getting killed off. So David Caruso did did the same thing on Blue. Fox wasn't quite the. Oh, they weren't there yet. Is right yeah. now, yeah. Well, no, they, they weren't. They, they weren't just there. Got, they just got in the NFL. Yeah, that's the reason why they couldn't pay them. Oh, because they were too busy with that. And then, like for a minute, they stopped having a lot of. They they started going to like animation because it was cheaper for a little mm-hmm. bit. Hey, speaking of Fox. And about to lose, and about to lose, um, about to, and about to lose something. <laughs> yeah, man, it's about to come to an end. The Orlando SmackDown. It's a curious acquisition when they got it, but it actually turned out to do pretty good for both parties. For so, were they going to CW? Yep. No, 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 no. no they're going to USA. Going to USA. Oh, okay. NXT is going to CW. Yeah, NXT is going to CW and Raw. Maybe going to Warner Brothers. Maybe going Discovery. to streaming. Maybe going to. Because yeah, Amazon wants to make a play. Yeah, maybe going to ESPN. Maybe. 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 They don't know. Listen, <laughs> listen. So whoever somebody goes, somebody go offer the bag, and they say that's where home is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, no, it's time for they, them to get the bag offer because they got the star power to be like T- TBS. TBS is going to be like, well, we want in, and they're like, oh, you already have, you already have a show. Uh, <laughs> oh, we can fix that real, real fast. <laughs> don't worry about that. Yeah, it's man. like what. Who all elite? Watch how watch how quickly we can race that. <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently they like yo. We ain't never get our return on investment on Punk. We we got to get this. We got to get it somehow. Whether he with the company that we started or the other one we gonna acquire to put it on our TV. Somehow we gonna get our money's worth out this. Well, just look, 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 remember, no. remember, 
Remember when Raw moved to TNN? Right. They they still had a ECW on there. Yeah, and Paul Heyman let them know about that too. <laughs> yeah, that's the but look, look, that's whole network character came from. Look, like, how about we just ignore them and like hope they go away? <laughs> look, they go look. Um, one of the discovery gonna be like they didn't watch the um clip where he said, "I'm leaving with something." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. They go with these with these TV rights. They say, "I'm leaving with something." <laughs> I'm from around the way. I'm leaving with something. <laughs> so, uh, thank you all for listening to the WrestleCast. Listening to the preamble, there we're about to get into this smack. It's not. Matter. It's not the New York Undercover Cast, which I would totally, I would totally do one of those. <laughs> no, I've been thinking about doing something like that with Martin, like going through and and like talking about the episodes and and just kind of like ranking them. But I was just like, eh, that's only too much. <laughs> I mean, you just have to do like the first three seasons. Yeah, with Martin. Yeah, yeah. Four and five, you get kind of. I will say it's interesting seeing people who are like stars now, like back then, who were oh, yeah. around back then. Oh yeah, we watch a different world like almost every afternoon, and it's real interesting to see like who's you know secondary right. characters, background characters, you know one episode type characters. Like oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, like the on this on uh, New York undercover the the ADA the uh, the district attorney lady is Michelle Hurd, who I know from Star Trek Picard. Mm. Okay, I was like, oh, she was young back then. Okay, <laughs> yeah, she's like in her fifties now. Still looks pretty nice. Listen, Marissa Tomei went on a hell of a career after oh, the, no, the no, first world. season of Different World. <laughs> yeah, somebody was like. Good premise, but we got one person that's miscast. <laughs> it was like this, like this, like the black, the, the black HBCU experience. I said, "Well, if you do different world twenty twenty three, you will have white folks on the campus <laughs> getting minority scholarships and everything." <laughs> yeah. I thought she was. I thought she was okay on that show. Like, I thought she was fine, but you know, she didn't. Yeah, it was. It was just kind of like. Yeah, yeah. When they redid the whole thing, she was like the first one to be like, "All right, I'm out." And well, that's around. Bonnet, isn't and that around? Bonnet got pregnant, so isn't that? Wait, no, no. That was before. I was gonna say, like, is that when she did my cousin Vinny, or was that before? That probably was after. Around right after. Okay, because okay, I was gonna say, like, yeah, she got famous off of that, didn't she? The two Utes. Yeah, uh, two Utes. Did you say Utes? <laughs> the two Utes that started <laughs> off the action in SmackDown. Go ahead. Him, Carmelo Hayes, got the win over Grayson Waller in the United States title tournament. He hit the nothing but net. His springboard DDT gets him a near fall. Then he hits the nothing but net to get the win. So, good video package before the match. Gave him an opponent he was familiar with in Grayson Waller. So, this was uh, as best could be uh, desire for Carmelo Hayes main roster debut thoughts questions concerns I wonder if this is his actual call up or is this just a one time thing mm. that's the that's the question I have is this, is, is, this okay. a, is this an official call up or is this basically saying okay you can do this but you gotta wrap this thing up quick first if you see him tomorrow then that answers your question Oh, it was because they it was states. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> because they, uh, oh yeah, that's right, they're on break. Um, 
But yeah, he the, the next event he should be on it because he advanced in the tournament. So yeah, he, yeah, he he advanced and he cut a promo with KO after afterwards, which I thought was going to lose, but. Uh, we'll get to that match here because Kevin Owens got the win off uh, uh, over Austin Theory. Uh, he he's got a hard cast on his like a plastic looking cast on his hand to protect his broken hand. So he punched Austin Theory with the cast. Uh, the cannonball into the Swanton gets two count, but Theory kicks the bad hand to block the stunner. But Owens then hits him with the cast to pin Austin Theory and advance in the United States title tournament. Uh, they need to do something with Austin Theory besides beat him up all the time. I mean, <laughs> right? I know that they, um, I know that certain people just don't think he has it, or but I mean, he got something. But if you gonna keep beating him all the time, you ain't gonna make it worth bringing out. Nobody's not even care. Oh yeah, there are people who, have, who there are people who legitimately hate this man. Oh yes, <clears throat> oh yes. But that's 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 good for something though. Yeah, no, I mean, I have no problem with it. I, he he is a he's going to be a contender. Like he's going to be something. Mm-hmm. They just need to go ahead and and kind of pull him back though, and make that change start happening. Uh, the Kabuki Warriors they got the win over Zelina Vega and Meechin. Uh, Zelina Who? Meechin. Who's that? Um, you know her. Oh, girl, Mia Yim. Mia Yim. Yeah, like, I don't know who the, this other person is, but I, I do know Mia Yim. <laughs> he said, like, I don't know this Meechin, but I know Mia Yim. <laughs> uh, Zelina Vega gets dropped onto the announcer's table. Some double teaming by the Kabuki Warriors sets up the insane elbow, and Kari Sane gets the pin. They look good together. It's been a minute since I've seen the Kabuki Warriors in their tag team form, so they had some good tag team moves together. I have to say, I have to say, um, I, I was wrong. I thought we would never see Kyrie Sane again in WWE. <laughs> I thought I really thought I was like, yeah, she's never coming back. Like she's she's happy. She she's married. She ain't got, she ain't got time for y'all. No, I was wrong. There's American dollars spent in Japan too, Sam. <laughs> okay. And when they offer you a lot of, sometimes you got to come back. Um, Randy Orton, he got the win over Jimmy Uso via the RKO. The hanging DDT connects, but here comes Solo Sequoia. LA Knight cuts off Solo, and the RKO gets the win for um, Randy. After the match, Randy stares at LA Knight, who keeps looking at his watch. Roman Reigns takes Knight out and then goes after Randy Orton. Jimmy Uso gets back in, and Orton is getting beaten down with LA Knight getting taken out as well. And that's when AJ Styles, making his return, makes the real save with the bloodline bailing to the back. Styles then knocks down LA Knight and stares at Randy Orton to end the show. So apparently, the reason why that happens is because LA Knight pushed, they didn't show this on TV. Somebody had a hard cam on the, on the show. So LA Knight pushed past um, AJ Styles when he was toward the end of the show. And the next thing you know, you just seen from what we saw, he just turned and hit him. And I was just like, okay. And I was like, that, that was interesting to go with this. And then when I seen the other side, I was like, oh, push damn. past them to get in the ring. 
No, push past him. Like you know how you talk shit at the end when you, when you get rid of the um, you dispose of the heels. Right. So he pushed past. You know how he brushed past somebody. Oh right. Okay, I got. Yeah. You. So he did that, and so that's why AJ hit him. And I'm just like, oh, y'all going with this now? Okay. So maybe LA Knight stock did drop after Crown Jewel. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else on the actual uh, wrestling matches here? On the actual in-ring action? Um, I enjoyed the Carmelo and Grayson Waller match. Kind of the throwback to when they wrestled. Um, was it after? Was it Deadline? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Grayson Waller won that one last year. And he, had, he wrestled Carmelo, so he had that little callback to that. But I think Grayson was injured. But it was good, you know, good to see, you know, a lot of people was like, why is he wrestling Grayson? Grayson, Grayson is trash. I'm like, Grayson is a good hand. He's a better, and that's another one, on Young Rock, he did a, a better Ric Flair than the guy in the um, Iron Claw, but if you want to <laughs> know about my Iron Claw, my Iron Claw thoughts, listen to the dark match, but yeah, so it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Um, enjoyed seeing, um, I'm not asking. Yeah, Oscar and Kyrie Singh wrestle. <laughs> Funny saying was like, I think we would never see see her in WWE again. We never thought we would see CM Punk in there, but <laughs> Burn Bridge can get prepared. I would actually, I actually would have CM Punk coming back would seem more realistic to me than than Kyrie Singh. What do you think? Because she was going to be domesticated in Japan. Do you think that, that the allure of that was just going to be too great to come back? No, just like just, they didn't actually treat her in the best way. Like you see, she, she had a concussion, and Charlotte was over there beating on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it didn't seem like she was too happy in WWE. Well, she got she had got married, and you know, she. I mean, she looked like she was prospering in Japan when she was wrestling over there. Yeah, she wrestled. Um, they were showing a match between her and um, Sasha from well, Mercedes Monet. Monet from the beginning of the <laughs> from the beginning of the year. So, so what happened with her? Did she just completely fizzle out? Um, because I've heard nothing well, since since that actually. So apparently, here's a little bit of more mouth for that for for y'all good folks. Oh no, her, I know her asking price is astronomical. Yeah, but it was apparently they was they were saying like the whole working creative between her and AEW was no longer happening, and then next thing you know, <laughs> they was like she wants the bag, and I was like, hmm, Charlotte. She, she probably she probably she probably quoted that to them just so they leave her alone, right? But they were saying like Charlotte. They said what she want asked for was much more than what Charlotte got when she. When she resigned, yeah, I read that too. And apparently, Bailey resigned too. So, and apparently, the reason why they're doing this is because they don't want to have to deal with any free agents going right. forward. So, I want no more. You know, MJF was kept saying the the um, the free agency, the free twenty twenty four is coming. <laughs> they don't want to deal with that. They was like, you know what? That's they like want, they want to see. Uh... They didn't want to see Davina Rose on AEW. <laughs> they don't want to see somebody popping up. It's Davina Rose. Like, who? Oh, Bailey. <laughs> they don't want to see somebody popping up with the title and dropping the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna, they want to see somebody pull Alex Luger. 
<laughs> right. Showing up on Nitro. <laughs> like, yeah. what you doing? I'm completely convinced that that uh, Tony Khan would actually rent out the actual literal Model of America just to do something like that. <laughs> or have, or, or have uh, Rick Rude on both shows. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he was actually oh, he was actually on three shows that week. He was, he was on the ECW show, too, that same week. Rick Rude was just everywhere. He's like, y'all ain't never there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with the uh, promos and the backstage things. Start off with the bloodline to get us going. Roman tells the fans to acknowledge him before telling them to shut their mouths. He says it's promotion season because he is a fair tribal chief. If people are doing well, you praise them. But if they're doing wrong, you smash them. Rain says this man is next in line if something happens to him. And after a pause for a Randy chant, Reigns tells Jimmy Uso to step up and help him congratulate Solo as he is the heir to the tribal chief. Oh my gosh. If you would have been watching Jimmy Uso from the time they were I was to the time this promo ended. Yo, he's sitting there taking off the jacket. He was he was getting his hyped up. <laughs> he was messing with somebody when they first got in the ring. And when Roman was like told him to shut up, he was I don't know if he was messing with a commentary or what, but that's what like first clued me in and then I, and I just started watching him and then the whole time Roman's cutting that promo about this person stepped up in my absence and they showed that they could be trusted and he over there like like you said, take the jacket off, rolling the shoulders. <laughs> so funny. He's like Jimmy, join me in congratulating your brother solo. He was like, Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, so Randy Orton comes down we go to a commercial break after that commercial break Randy Orton promises that he's coming for Roman Reigns after 18 months off Orton wants everything from Roman so he's starting by challenging him for the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble Roman laughs it off saying he hasn't thought about Orton in 18 months Orton has to earn his chance but Orton calls Reigns a legend and since Orton is a legend killer uh, he crouches down like he's about to load up the RKO and Roman is shook and he's like just remember this daddy's back and all the ladies collectively <laughs> <laughs> um, this was good good opening promo um, I can't believe Roman chose Green Bay to come back of all the places of all places. But I guess he had to get it in because they weren't going to have no show this week. So it wasn't like he could just be like, hey, I'll show up at wherever. But we get a, that video on Carmelo Hayes um, introducing him to the main roster crowd, showing all his accomplishments in NXT. Right. They didn't just throw him out there, right? They actually. No, they gave him a pass. It's not like AEW. <laughs> they expect everyone to know who everyone is. Yeah, right. Yeah, they give him a package. Like here's Eho the way he can go. Like, <laughs> yeah. like who? No, yeah, it's, it's a dream match, Mo. Don't you understand? <laughs> uh, LA Knight runs into Randy in the back. And they both seem to want Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, but Orton doesn't seem to like that. Basically, uh, LA Knight was like, "Yo, man." I'm the one I'm first in line to take everything from the bloodline and uh, yeah I'm gonna beat you to it 
Uh, Roman Reigns isn't happy about Randy Orton and wants him handled. Jimmy Uso suggests that so suggests solo, but Roman wants Jimmy to do it himself. A yeet, followed by an awkward stare from Reigns, is shared, and then Jimmy says, "No yeet." He just looked at him. <laughs> you gave him that daddy look, like you done fucked. Up. You know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> Uh, Carrie and Cross promises to recycle everything around here and suggest a bunch of destruction. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Because, uh, yeah, that man, his career is on, about to be on life support. Uh, Kevin Owens is ready to face Carmelo Hayes, who comes in to say he respects Kevin Owens, but he's coming for him. Kevin Owens isn't sure what to make of him because he interrupted his promo time and, you know. Uh, commentary reveals that Charlotte Flair will be out of action for nine months after the Ooh. injury she suffered last week when she fell off the top rope with uh, Oscar. Her leg ricocheted. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She tore her knee. Jeez. She she tore a lot of stuff up. Was it? She tore a lot of stuff up, and that was just like yikes. Yeah, it was a um, that was a that was a rough fall, man. And then just the way her leg landed, like got caught up, and then bounced off the rope and hit the mat. I think that's what really tore the ligaments or whatever she did. But yeah, good luck to Charlotte and her recovery for nine months. Whew, that's gonna be rough. Yeah, Vicky um, said losing her was a um. Vicky was a, was hurt losing was a major blow to for WWE. She tore her ACL, MCL, and meniscus. No, she did the trifecta. And she, they said, and they said she might have some neck injury when she when, when she fell too, mm-hmm. off the thing. But she finished the match though. Yeah, she got it out. Always remember, people. No matter what you think about pro wrestling, the injuries are real. Yeah. Um. Bailey, she's happy with Asuka injuring Charlotte and hypes up the Kabuki Warriors. The rest of the team wants the rest of the titles with Bailey seemingly but Bailey entering the women's Royal Rumble, promising to win and take the title from Rhea Ripley. So how long before they kick her out? I don't know. It looks like they was all good now. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where they, they were heading from. They all good now because cause they was like, you know, like one big happy family. Yeah. Because they looked like that's where they were hitting. Yeah, but I think with the Charlotte injury, they got to re- they had to call the audible. Yeah, they got to restructure. Yeah, but they could just make her a face because you know they could because that's where it seemed like they were hitting. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, WWE is a lot craftier in their storytelling these days, so they may pull it back and then still give it to you. Um, <laughs> They're gonna pull a Judgment Day on her like they did. <laughs> for no reason just kick her out All right. Uh, Jimmy Uso is worried that he's being set up he asked Cole Solo if, you know I'm your brother man you always look out for me you let me know if they was they was trying to do me in right Solo doesn't have much to say instead he just flexes the finger there's some more spike Santos Escobar says he's ready for Bobby Lashley next week in the United States 
uh, title tournament matchup. Lashley is with the Streets Prophets. He isn't scared, and the Street Prophets say Escobar is going to lose. And that was all the promos and backstage segments for SmackDown. All right. Ooh. Not as fire as some of the other shows have been, but still a solid effort. You know, they all can't be nines and tens. You got to have a seven or eight in there somewhere. And this was the night where that seven or eight creeped in. <laughs> well, Raw wasn't Raw wasn't that far off in there. <laughs> uh, anything uh, you guys want to wrap up uh, SmackDown with as far as any observations or... Like I said, it was a solid show. I mean, you know, they got to move things, they got to move along and everything. AJ Styles has been, work, been working out. Oh, yeah. They, they said, they was like, they, he saw how Randy looked when he came back and said, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I want that for myself. He said, you know what? <laughs> He's like, I like that. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm you know, step it up a little bit more. <laughs> Um, at this time, we're going to turn it over to Mr. Samuel Kalunga for his Rawcast review. All right, everybody. <clears throat> Monday Night Raw coming from Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, Judgment Day come down to cut a boring 20-minute promo. JD sporting a, ba- a bandana like he's X-Pac in 1999. <laughs> Did y'all see this? Like, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah, I, look, I was like, dude, who... who- I was like, you couldn't get anybody to tie your bad data. I was going to say our truth in 2003, but okay. Oh, yeah, that works too. <laughs> when he was a K Quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, look how it comes back around. <laughs> uh, they addressed the Creed brothers, saying this is the biggest match of their career and the biggest night of their life. But for Judgment Day, it's just another day at the office. Uh, Rhea threatens an Ivy Nile. Tom does a shtick. Our truth comes out and he claims Judgment Day left them. He loves to open the show. True claims he is in Judgment Day, and he claims last week was the initiation beatdown. Uh, he goes on for a bit. Jimmy looks like he, he's trying very hard not to laugh at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, True breaking. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, Truth calls Rhea Rhea. Uh, he says they've all got people in their sights, and now he wants someone to beat up on. JD steps up and gets in his face. Truth suggests they have a miracle on 34th Street fight. JD informs him the match has already been signed and advertised. Uh, Truth adds a stipulation that the match should be a loser leaves Judgment Day match. Priest says, that's a great idea. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? Our <laughs> uh, truth versus JD McDonough, Miracle on 34th Street Fight, loser leaves Judgment Day. Match begins. Truth can still go. Like, this is his first match back, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's trying off. to keep up with the young boys. He's yeah, right. he's trying to do no, no, no outside flips and right. Yeah, no uh, tope suicidos or nothing. He, yeah, like sir, he got caught up in the moment of being down there in NXT with all them young kids doing. <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna do it," and nope, you, you like Shane saying both your quads to the ring. <laughs> I think I was telling you like a few months ago. Like I was at church and they were. We were in the gym at church, and like the young boys were out there doing their thing on the basketball thing, the basketball court. And for just a second, just a split second, I actually thought about it. 
and then you just I was like, no, that's, that's not a that's not a good idea. Don't do that. Just, just stay seated. Just stay seated playing cards. You'll be all right. <laughs> all right. So uh, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, they quickly move to the outside where they utilize the Christmas paraphernalia. Our truth gets the biggest pop of the night as he introduces the tables. The crowd starts a JD sucks chant. And Dom tries to interfere, grabbing Truth's leg, and Truth lands on JD's jingle bells. <laughs> uh, Dom tries to interfere again, but Truth takes him out. Truth sets up the table in the ring. The two men fight some more. Truth getting the upper hand. Truth goes for a five knuckle shuffle. Cole reminding us that Truth grew up a massive John Cena fan. <laughs> Uh, Truth goes for the AA on the table, but JD gets out of it. They fight some more. Truth and JD get entangled up on the top rope. Truth uh, latches onto JD and pushes him on the table, where Truth gets the one, two, three, leaving Dom completely gobsmacked. <laughs> he was like, what the hell just happened? Nia <laughs> uh, Jax comes down, and uh, Quantessential R had this on slow motion, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> You know he loves him some Naya. Yeah, I know. It was, it was funny how you just, you just said that. Like, <laughs> he had it on slow motion. Can yeah. might be true. <laughs> All right, Naya Jax comes down. Before she can speak, Becky Lynch comes down. Naya nopes right out of there and as Lynch enters the ring. Becky wants to know where she's going and if she has something to say about her, say it to her face. Naya says she just came to announce she's entering the Rumble. Becky says she's looking for a fight. Naya asks why Becky thinks they... they why does Becky think they never had a match? She says, because management knows Naya would break her if they even got in the ring together. Becky says, Naya has always ridden on the back of others. First her cousins and now her. She challenges her to a match tonight. Naya calls for a ref. Shout out to ref Aja. Before Naya can get in the ring, she backs off saying the match will happen at day one in her in her hometown. Uh, Naya cuts a promo, talks about Becky's daughter and tries to walk away. Becky tries to jump her, but Naya clocks her and leaves her laying on the ramp. All right. Kofi Claus is backstage, everyone. He runs into DIY, asking them what they want for Christmas. They say the tag titles, but instead Kofi gives them a yeet shirt. Uh, DIY runs into Miz. They mend fences, saying last week was awesome. Uh, Jackie Redman asks Miz how he feels about his shot tonight. He says Imperium is crumbling, and Gunther is going to go down. All right, Miz versus Gunther, Intercontinental Championship match. What are you going to say, Don? Oh, no. I was just uh, making an explanation point on how good this match was. Right, the yes. match begins. The two men go at it. Gunther gets the upper hand early, taunting Miz with a kick to the chest. The crowd chants for Miz. Yeah, they actually got a Miz chant. Like, I'm actually, he's actually getting over again, which is amazing. Uh, uh, he makes a comeback a few times, but Gunther always stops it. At one point, Miz dodges a punch by Gunther and Gunther hurts his hand. They're playing this up like it's a game changer. Uh, Miz works the hand for the rest of the match. Gunther puts on a reverse Corbat, but Miz is able to somehow counter it into a DDT. More back and forth, Miz comes off the ropes and Gunther hits a really sick missile drop kick. I didn't think he could do that. <laughs> I didn't think Gunther uh, had it, could get air like that. It's not hey. <laughs> Uh, Gunther seems, yeah, Gunther seems hindered by his busted paw. Uh, Miz gets Gunther into a skull-crushing finale and only gets a two-count. Miz later connects with the top rope skull-crushing finale. But before Miz can capitalize, Gunther rolls out of the ring. Smart. 
Miz gets Gunther back in the ring, hits a powerbomb, clothesline, and a second powerbomb for the one, two, three victory. So yeah, this was pretty good. I still want, I still want, I still want Chad Gable to win this title, but still. That was the best Miz match, singles match he's ever had. Better than the one at the pay per view. No, oh, it was way better than the one at the pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, like that match at the pay per view was so good. Even like Cornette liked it, and you can't stand the Miz. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna love this one. This was old school. Miz took a lot of punishment. Uh, got some good near falls enough where the crowd got behind him. He was baby facing it up. Showed yeah. a lot of heart because man, he was taking them chops. So shout out to the Miz, man. Yeah, he was like, oh, he's like, oh, y'all see, I, I wrestled the soft style. Oh yeah, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. All right, backstage Gunther is congrats. Oh yeah, Creed Brothers vignette. Uh, backstage, Gunther is congratulated by Imperium. Gunther tells him they have nothing to be jolly about. He's the only one that's on the, on the team who is contributing. He's going to take some time off to recharge. While he's away, he wants them back on that grind. Coffee Claws walks up to Imperium. He has gifts for Kaiser and Vinci. It's Cole. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is backstage with the Christmas tree with the Cody Rhodes ornaments. He's reading from the book, The, Night- the American Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> this is good. See. Did you yeah. did you copy copy any of the uh, verbiage now? No, the only thing I got was your father was in bread. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, just then Cody appears and whoops all over Nakamura. They fight backstage and fight out to the arena floor. Security tries to pull him apart. They fight into the crowd. Cody beats down security and follows Nakamura. Onto the ringside area, security tries to escort Nakamura away, but Cody suicide dives onto all of them. Cody grabs Nakamura and takes him to the announce table. Before he can put Nakamura through it, security drags him away. So, yeah. I, I like how they're putting over the mist now. Like, they didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Akira Tozawa is with Adam Pierce trying to make a match. Piper and Chelsea approach, asking him to cancel their match. He says, nope. And Bronson reads a Bronson Reed approaches asking Pierce about Gunther's next challenger. All right, so here's the, the downfall of humanity coming up next. This match, <laughs> like the end, the, the end of it all. So Caden Carter versus Chelsea Green and Caden and Katana versus Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Women's Tag Team Championship. So like like I mentioned earlier, I like how Piper and Chelsea are now in sync as far as their attitudes and their ring gear. Like Piper is basically just like a mini Chelsea now. <clears throat> so as he uh, stuff happens, none of this is important. Dang. Uh, <laughs> I will say, Kaden and Katana have great moves and the great ring ring moves. They're really athletic, but just they just have no oomph to them. Like it just seems like they're just pushing them. Mm-hmm. But it's just like there's they have nothing behind them at all. Uh, they hit the after party finisher to literal booze. Uh, they win the titles, and we have new transitional champions. Uh, did, 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 did anyone in commentary actually ever acknowledge that Caden's family was at ringside? Yeah, I saw. They did. Did they, they, they acknowledge it? But I was like, but, I, but they showed them. Yeah, but I'm they showed saying. them, but they didn't acknowledge them. I was like, oh, that's, that's the family right there. Yeah, she's like half Filipino, I think. Yep. 
Okay, so Ivy Nile is backstage doing pull-ups with Alpha Academy. She is ready for Rhea. Her goal for 2023 is to become women's champion. Akira Tozawa appears and says he has a match against tonight tonight against Ivar. It was funny. He was just like, against him. And then they paint the camera over. Here comes Ivar. I was like, <laughs> I'm like okay. Akira Tozawa versus Ivar. Uh, shout out to Ref Aja. Akira takes the fight to Ivar in the opening. Ivar gets a hold of Tozawa and tries to die, but Tozawa moves. He Terry Belayas up, but Sarah Logan jumps up on the apron. Maxine Dupree tries to handle Logan, but Logan goes after Maxine. Maxine moves out of the way. Logan hits the barricade. Tozawa gets another opportunity as Ivar gets caught up on the top turnbuckle. Ivar catches Tozawa on the top rope and hits a world's strongest slam off the top rope. So, uh, wait. I didn't even put a winner on here, but yeah, it, it was uh, Ivar. He won. So, yeah. Seth, so Seth Rollins comes down. He says after his confrontation last week, he's really more motivated than ever to be the best champion. Talks about his upcoming title defense at day one. Drew McIntyre comes down. He says he isn't there to fight. Drew is there to tell him he's proud of him. He admires him for standing up about CM Punk returning to WWE. Uh, he says he's been questioning lately if it's all worth it seeing his family members getting older, etc. He tells Seth he doesn't want his title. He needs his title. He needs that validation. He wants to confirm that the sacrifices were all worth it. Uh, Seth says he isn't sure how to feel about him. He says one thing, but his actions say otherwise. He respects him for clawing his way back. Seth asks Drew, what makes him think this outcome will be different? Seth says Drew blames others for his action and makes excuses. He needs to look in the mirror and realize the only person holding Drew McIntyre back is Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. He doesn't hate Drew the way he hates CM Punk. He pities him. He wishes Drew a Merry Christmas and we'll see you in two weeks. Uh, Drew lunges at Seth, but Seth sees it coming to him and fight on the outside. Drew gets the upper hand and starts to wail on Seth, asking him if he looks like a man who needs pity. He then gives him a modified Alabama slam on the steel steps. That looked like it hurt. Anything involving the Alabama slam and steel steps was like it's gonna hurt. Yeah, especially if you give it its original name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if y'all remember that, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't what it was always called. Alrighty, uh, Kofi Claus appears at ringside, giving shirts to people in the crowd. Kaiser and Vinci come out of nowhere and beat Kofi down. <laughs> I like how Wade Barrett is like, it was Kofi. It was Kofi Kingston. <laughs> Uh, Jay Uso comes down for the save. He picks up Kofi after putting away Vinci and Kaiser. He calls out Kaiser demanding a match. So Ludwig Kaiser versus Jay Uso. Match goes on for a while. Nothing truly of note happens. Kofi Claus returns and takes out Vinci with trouble in paradise. Jay, often distraction, takes out Kaiser and hits an Uso splash for the win. All right, so back in the Judgment Day clubhouse, the guys are laughing at JD. <laughs> uh, Priest says they have to adhere to the stipulation and kick JD out. So thinking about it for a second, and then some nudging by Rhea, Priest uh, tells JD he's still in Judgment Day for now. Uh, Rhea says if Ivy now wants it, she'll take her out and even put her title on the line at day one. Mm-hmm. And Priest and Finn say they'll take out the Creed Brothers tonight. All right, Creed Brothers, Creed Brothers versus Judgment Day Tag Team Championship. The Creed Brothers are really good. Like I, I, I saw them briefly in NXT, but like on the main stage, they, they look really good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they if they stay together as a team, they could totally be like the modern day Steiner Brothers. Nope. Nope. 
Dawn sees Dawn sees as being uh, uh, a main event. A single star. Yeah, yeah, I see that too. But I was thinking for the for the moment. Oh, okay. If they if they stay together, uh, and see the match was a good back and forth. Julius, yeah, Julius Creed is amazing. I could I could totally see him as a single star, especially the way he's able to move around the ring. Uh, there was a sequence where he would just just put just taking out Judgment Day back and forth, and he he just ends the whole sequence with like a shooting star press. A uh, standing shooting star press. Mm. At one point, Rhea tries to pick on Ivy now, but Ivy takes her out. And the Cream Brothers do their tandem finish, go for a pinfall. We're only going to get a two when Judgment Day members breaks up the count. Julius Creed tries a superplex fin, but Priest breaks it up. Eventually, the Greens do another finisher, but who comes to break it up but Finn Balor? Hitting the coup de gras. After some more fracas, uh, Priest gets a hold of one of the Creeds, hits a south of heaven, and seals the deal with a 1 2 3 victory. Judgment Day celebrates in the ring. We fade to black, and that is your Monday Night Raw. All right. Thoughts? thoughts? Uh, besides, besides the darkest day in wrestling history that happened. Oh. Here you go. Gunther and Miz was fan freaking tastic. They tried to slip in there for match of the year right at the end. That was one of the best matches on Raw this year for sure. Oh, I'm sure Dave will give it to some random like elite match. <laughs> and um, you know, no Cody, no CM Punk. Really wasn't well Cody was on here for just Cody Cody was there. Yeah, for just a brief moment. But no punk, but I mean it still didn't seem like it hurt the show. Still, no, and also shout out little team sunshine. Mo, you had anything you want to add? My bad. Um, what Mo's like, both teams play hard, <laughs> stupid. No, um, I like the I like the opening match, um, R True versus uh JD McDonough. And then everything, how everything followed up after that. Our truth holder interview, he was just like, "Nah, he's like he's um he not out, but <laughs> he said we got some work to do." But it was, I mean, that was that was a good. I like how that that whole segment followed up. Um, I mean, it was, like I said, it was a decent show. I you know I watched it. You know, I was kind of I knew that you know I said somebody's losing the titles tonight. You know, we have a three title matches. Somebody's losing titles, and all signs pointed to the women's tag team titles changing hands. I was like, Gunther's not losing the match, and they're not taking those titles off of Judgment Day. So, um, but Gunther taking time off, you know, to whatever you know makes sense. So, we'll see what happens at day one with them. I don't know why, but the way he phrased it made me think of uh, when Terry Funk took time off and he broke up his little tag team with uh, Bradshaw. I don't know if you already <laughs> that. He's like, oh, I need time to, to go out and, and, and recharge my batteries. And then, like, Bradshaw just took offense to it and he just whooped them. He just beat him up right there. Of course he did. But yeah, no, the whole the whole thing about, like, I, I gotta recharge my batteries. He said, well, I'm gonna help you recharge them. <laughs> All right. If there's any, uh, Sam, you had anything else you wanted to add? On Raw, no. All right. All right. So at this point, we're going to move on to the Mo Meltzer new segment. All right. So let's just knock this out. Um, 
some re-signings. Charlotte Flair re-signed with the company. Oh, it, was, it, was a, it was a big one in TNA. It was? Yeah, biggest signing in wrestling history. Oh. <laughs> the Rascals. <laughs> <laughs> like there, there's some major players. Well, you, you just don't you just don't believe me. <laughs> you talking about um Trey McGill and Zachary Wentz. Oh yeah. Um Wesley's old running but running buddies. Right. Um so yeah, Charlotte resigned. Um Bailey apparently resigned. Um Dominic Mysterio, he resigned a five year deal as well. Um and Ray Mysterio resigned for three years. So they locking folks up. Yeah, they don't want none of them popping up on on uh, on that other show. Not at this yeah. point in time. They don't want to lose none of that momentum. Uh, um, Becky Lynch, her I know her and Seth's deals are up in twenty twenty four, but she went on record saying is that WWE is where she's going to retire. Oh yeah, WWE is so, her home. Yeah, her home is where she wants to retire. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say that now. Yeah. Um, you go to that negotiating table on that other side keep pushing them numbers over and they're getting bigger and bigger right um, um, WWE signed um, officially signed um, David Finley's son oh nice um, Brogan Finley it looks like they signed um, NWA's former tag team champion Maddie Renskowski to NXT deal um, Matt Riddle is official well he, has, he should be official free agent today because it's 1222 because he, he, his release came after everybody else got released <laughs> yeah, he already made that commitment to uh, MLW he's yeah. taking his talents to to the other channel to the other channel to the other company the lesser lesser known company <laughs> I actually I actually enjoy watching it when I when I get to sit on and watch it but it's just like it's not it's not a priority mm-hmm. right um we also uh, oh yeah Paige's brother signed with AEW oh yeah he um he yeah he debuted what is it, it was a dark match we did that he debuted on Dynamite who knows? You're asking two people who don't watch any of that programming, sir. Hey, hey Mo, sure. Wait a minute, you don't you don't watch it? I, I watch you don't Dynamite, watch but I don't watch uh, Rampage. Sorry, <laughs> all collision. Yeah. He likes too much wrestling. Too much wrestling. Tony um, overload. Right. Tony Khan was like, "I'm I'm doing it for the I'm doing it for the fans," and their fans are like, "The ratings are like, uh." And apparently, Salida De Lorenzo came back, which I'm really excited about. Like, I mean, is, is this is like a recent thing because I never, I never saw her pop up again until I actually went and looked up MLW's card. Yeah, she's been. I, I think they had some type of something on, but she was doing something different for a minute. But yeah, she, yeah, she was trying something completely different. But yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, she's really good at it. It's just like, I think I think the people on the internet just really, really drove her away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, 
that's why like I was saying we were saying earlier Mercedes. Oh well, it was she's been back since September. Mm. Wow. Mercedes Monet wants the bag. Monet. They said her they said that the, the, her asking price is reportedly larger what Charlotte signed for. So Monet. Monet. Now, I don't know how this is going to affect, but Warner Brothers Discovery is in talks with Paramount about potential merger. So I don't know what this is going to mean for that the whole streaming. Well, whatever's going on there, you know. Um. Oh, so so um, MJF and and um, John Cena had a conversation like at the premiere of the Iron Claw, and they basically said that they that the conversation they was having today with their fans of each other's work. Telling you, if you just get signed to WWE, he was like, "I'll put you over." <laughs> <laughs> um. Ray Phoenix is injured in AEW. Again? Yep, he got pulled from an indie, indie show, so he's injured. What did he hurt, does it say? Um, okay. Hold on. Um, he was supposed to wrestling. Um, oh, he was supposed to wrestling um, Leo Rush, so now it's going to be um, Samurai Del Sol. I forgot who he was in WWE. He didn't say what the injury is, but him hurt. Um, Kalisto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kalisto. That's what it was, Kalisto. <laughs> okay. Um, so, they, so, on NXT last night, it was they did that controversial injury with Dragunov and um, Rich Holland. <laughs> and people was like, saying, I guess people pointing to what happened with um, Big E. Because people was upset about about what happened. They was like, isn't Rich Holland the same guy that hurt Big E? And I was like, oh, good. Y'all don't, y'all, y'all, y'all getting, y'all working yourself into a shoot. <laughs> who? Wait, who was, who y'all talking about? It was on NXT. They, um, it was supposed to, um, it was a storyline injury where Dragonoff was wrestling. Um, oh, Dragonoff, okay. Yeah, was wrestling um, Rich Holland, and he got injured, and he did a stretch, the whole stretch, the whole stretcher, and everything. Stretched, stretched them out, and people and fans was upset, saying, "You know, is this Rich Holland the same one that hurt me?" You know, I was like, "They're going to work. <laughs> wow. You're going to work yourself into a shoot. <laughs> Be careful." <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little distracted. I I went to uh, Selena De Laurentiis. Uh, How dare you, Twitter. Found I'm a sure link. You did. Found, uh, a, so you... found a link I wasn't supposed to look at. Oh, you, you found that link, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did not know that was there. That's like that's like when they, when girls be like on if you look on their TikTok, they be say, Yes, I have one. He's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Okay. <laughs> Let me see. At least her price went down. Like when she was doing Patreon, like her her opening, um, her lowest tier was fifty dollars. And you know what she called that? She called that the broke boy tier. Damn. <laughs> the broke boy tier. Yeah, 50 bucks. That's crazy. Um, so Mustafa Ali says he's doing a, a, a world tour campaign. He has a whole list of names that he wants to wrestle. 
like Adam Cole and Adam Copeland, and he has CM Punk on there as well too. And I was like, really? <laughs> but it was like he has a whole list of names that he wants to wrestle, kind of like Cody did when he left. And he was. I mean, at this point, with all these names that he's putting on, he might as well just put old dead wrestlers too, like. See. Like Andre the Giant. You got you got WWE twenty two K twenty two or twenty three. <laughs> right. Um so we got five minutes, so I'm gonna just run through level up because Dawn's favorite is gonna be on there. Oh, big body? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um Big Body Hobby. Um, Axiom will be wrestling Damian Kemp and Roxanne Perez will be battling Brindley Reese. Does that tickle your fancy? Oh, anything involving Big Body Hobby, I'm down. I'm sure. You love me some some Big Body Hobby. Yeah, Um, that's my guy. And also, um, on main event, we have Indy Hartwell versus Electra Lopez. And Apollo Cruz versus Brooks Jensen. Okay, Indy and uh, Alexa Lopez up there for that. It's like Indy's doing that, getting that whole main event. Like, hey, you're going to be on main event. You're going to be wrestling <laughs> NXT girls. <laughs> I just have like one like gripe. Like, what did they do to my girl Thea Hale? She was like a sweet, innocent little angel, and now she's like a dominatrix. Well, she 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 running with um old girl um. JC James. See. <laughs> oh, well. So much for so much for that. Yeah. Hey, my 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 current fave is 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 still is only in the background on NXT. You only see her in um Jada Parker. She's only in um like segments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She only wrestled it in that um the breakout tournament, and I was just like, oh, that girl. Is a generational talent. Well, Thea's, Thea Hale's um, cameo is actually not that bad price. It's only five bucks. She has a cameo. Yeah. Oh, so that, I forgot they can get outside money now. <laughs> they can get outside money from the company. Yeah, my my heart's broken. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you wanted her to be a good girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. She well, was a little, she was a little, you know, I like him crazy. She was a little oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, you, you love him crazy. But, but she was you, cute. You love him crazy. Love him stab you too. She was adorable. And apparently, shoot you too. <laughs> well, Selena, I was looking at Selena Dutra's Twitter. She even has a thing where she mentions that she has a knife. She's like, hello, 911. I'm a Latina with a knife. <laughs> I was like, follow. <laughs> see, look at you. See, see, that's why you get in trouble. Um, Black Davenport's engaged. Yeah, congratulations. congrats! I saw that. Congrats! Yeah, she's engaged. Um, after, um, somebody from NXT. Yeah, she, I, the, I, 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 I got the guy's name. I just forgot what it was. I saw it, and I was just like, and I posted it in the in, in the Julie Julie Discord. But I was just like, I forgot his name. I don't feel like going to search for it, but I know she's engaged. So, congrats to her. Um, that's about it. Cause we got two minutes left, so we gotta wrap this up. For funsies. All right. Well, we'll start with Mr. Samuel Kalunga, sir. Shout outs and thank yous. Uh, shout out to you guys. Shout out to uh, 
everybody out there in the in the spaces and on the x on the instagrams on the discord nobody posts on that discord anymore by the way yeah we gotta get it cranked back up a little bit you know don's gonna start using it for like like casino uh, games or something <laughs> some spam casino right oh you know how, you, how it happened after you went, you stopped using something for a long time all of it gets uh, taken over by by uh, those bots yeah yeah bots and everything else like, what the hell just happened <laughs> alright Mo shout out to my normals if you know if you wonder who I am listen to the past episodes and you'll hear the shout outs but we got two minutes under a minute so Shout out to everybody listening. Love you all. Yes. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the WrestleCast. Thank you to Mo and thank you to Sam for joining me here. I'm your host, Don DeLaRente, and please stay tuned for the parting promo. The official adventures of the about this well I haven't thought about you at all you've been gone for 18 months you haven't done anything to earn this opportunity therefore you don't deserve this opportunity therefore you can go to the back of the line where you belong this this is crazy you just, everybody wants to get down with the tribal chief and they think they're just gonna show up and get the opportunity. That's not how it works, no, no. So, why don't you go ahead and do what you do? Tap into that big dumb head of yours and why don't you listen to those voices that are going off? It ain't 2007 anymore. I'm levels above you and everybody else. Voices in your head, they're telling you right now, get out of the ring, Randy. Run. Leave this man alone. Do not disrespect your tribal chief. Listen to him. Because if you have a match with me, it ain't gonna be an 18-month vacation. Understand me, it's just retirement. You ain't ever coming back. Maybe you're right. You know, I'm looking into the eyes of the tribal chief, and I can see that you have changed. For the better, for the better, you have evolved. For the better, you are no longer just a historical champion. You, sir, are a legend. I've changed too. I have evolved. But the one thing Randy Orton will always and forever be... is a legend killer. You know, you say you haven't been thinking about me, man. Maybe you should start thinking about me. Hold on. I'm getting something right now from the voices in my head. You know what they say? You know what they're telling me? The voices just told me that, Roman, you might have just crapped your pants. And there's one more thing that they also said, and I'll leave you with this. 
Daddy's back.